Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Hello, good evening and welcome to yet again one of your pre-season streams. You are joined by me, Andy, FPL Mode, and we are also joined by the legend that is Praz FPL. How's it going? Going very well. First question: Can everyone hear me? Yeah. <laughs> Based on the theme from last week, I, I think we I think we figured it out. So I'm doing very well, and in keeping with the theme, we're going to do this short and snappy and quick. So I'll let you get on with what we're doing today. Yeah, thank you very much. Yeah, 20 minutes. We've got to try and keep it 20 minutes. We can go to 25 if we're struggling a little bit, but we'll see how we get on. So we're going to be talking about the top 12 players from last year. Um, we're going to be talking about we're going to be talking about what whether we think they can repeat what they did last year and. Kind of just talking about how they did, whether systems have changed, all that kind of stuff. So without any further ado, we're going to show you the list and we're going to get straight into it because I think that's important this week and that's what people are here for. So here we go. This is the list of the players. We've got Salah on top. We've got Son, Trent Alexander-Arnold, Bowen, Cancelo, De Bruyne. Then there's Kane, Robertson, Van Dijk, Mane, Madison and Saka. Now, obviously, Mane is blacked out there because, unfortunately, he's not going to be in the league next year, which is a massive shame because... You know, it's been a joy to watch him in the Premier League. So really, we're talking about 11 players here. Now, here we go. Salah, first player up there. It seems crazy that we're even saying, can he repeat? Because he's done this since he's come in the league, hasn't he? He's been either the highest scoring player or pretty much the highest scoring player. But the second half of the season, he was not the player he was in the first half of the season, was he? So talk, talk to me about uh, Salah then, mate. What, what do you feel about him? Is he going to be uh, the top player again next year? I think he will be. Uh, look, people are going to say that Nunes is joining, Mane is leaving. What does that do? Look, Mane, Mane already scored 16 goals last year. So if Nunes comes in and replaces Mane, you're basically the engine works the same as it was before, even if it's Jota or Nunes. Salah's going to get a break over, over the World Cup. So it's actually the opposite of what happened last year, where we were, he went to AFCON and he was really tired. We're hoping that this is going to be the first half Salah repeated as a second half Salah because he will get that break that others may not. So... For me, he's going to be nailed. The question is, will there be space for him? Because there's going to be Haaland, there's going to be Sun, there's going to be Kane. And so will there be moments where fixture dependent, will we actually say, actually, you know, I might go Sun and Haaland instead of a Salah and a Haaland? Yeah. And it, you know, a lot of people have been talking about Diaz. A lot of people have been saying, like, actually, if, if Salah comes in at 13 million, 13.5 billion, you never know, especially if we're thinking about the first half of the season. Is going to someone like Diaz if he's nine million nine point five? Is that money worth losing and uh, worth gaining? I should say actually. And when I think about the fact that Diaz isn't the player Mane was yet, he's not. You know, we, we, he easily isn't. We weren't doing that with Mane, were we? So is it sensible to do that with Diaz? I'm kind of edging on no. Yeah, same. Because simply because you will go for a Diaz when Liverpool have good fixtures. When Liverpool have good fixtures, you'll also go for a Salah. Yeah. So I think for me, the Diaz discussion will be who the second or the third best pick is. I think with Salah, the comparison is in Diaz. It, it's not Trent. It's basically Haaland or Son or Kane. Yeah. And big thing with Salah, obviously, he's captainable as well, isn't he? You captain him in those weeks, which is brilliant. Um, so we're going for a yes. 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 Like it. Right. Big one next then. Son. So Son, obviously, I wouldn't say it was a breakthrough year because he's obviously been great in FPL recently anyway. but 
I mean, this was a big year for him. 11.2 million by the end of the year. There's no reason to believe he's not going to be around 11 million. He is going to be one of those premiums. Such a different player once Kulisevsky came into the league, I feel, as well, because Kulisevsky was basically doing the Son role of before, and Son was the one that was actually saying, right, I can get forward, I can score all the goals now as well. Obviously, your mate Andy absolutely adores Son as well. Is he going to keep going next year? Because he's not going to be as cheap as we've had him before, is he? He's not going to be as cheap, and he's not... I'm trying to think the how well Spurs have done in this transfer window with, with Bissouma, Perisic, you know, we're hearing maybe Ericsson could come in. Does that actually mean that the wingbacks are more involved and the talismanic status of Sun and Kane is basically less so? So will you see basically Perisic score, uh, you know, crossing the ball for Kulisevsky to score? I'm a little bit more skeptical on Sun, and this is so unfortunate. Every year, Sun is a differential. Every yeah. single year, people go, I might go for Kane instead. I might go for a Haalander. Unfortunately, look, he could repeat it, but I think he will continue to be really low-owned. So I, I know it's sort of sidestepping the question. I think he'll do well, but he just kind of really, really outperformed last year. I'm not too sure that he does it again. I don't know. What do you yeah, think? Yeah, uh, Do you know what? I think you hit the nail on the head there earlier when you said about the fact it's just been Son and Kane for years. And it, and it really has. And we're starting to get to the point where it might not just be them. And Kulusevsky's now nipping in with a few goals and assists and getting bonus points from him. Perisic, we think he's going to be that attacking wingback. He could be doing like, you know, that Cancelo role in terms of getting goals and assists and, and getting bonus points as well. And all of a sudden, it just takes a little bit of shine off Son. He doesn't take penalties. That's a big thing yeah. with midfielders as well. And if you're paying 11 million when Salah's 13 million and, and you're thinking he gets penalties... And he's got that history of doing it. I think there are a few question marks over Son. Just a few. Yeah. Yeah. But I think it's somewhat, I don't think it's as clear cut as Salah, is it? No, it's not. And uh, it, it'll be the price. Two million goes a long way early in the season. So let's mm. say if Spurs' fixtures are way better than Liverpool's, maybe that's a question. There'll be a lot of people. I mean, I'm thinking of Andy Martin, for example, on Twitter. There'll be an <laughs> anti-Salah brigade where people will go, if, if I'm going for Haaland, I'm going to captain Haaland. So why should I spend 13 million on Salah? So I think it'll be very interesting. Mm. But then the question for Sun, similar to how we talked about Salah, is you'll first be comparing Sun with Kane. Do I want that forward spot or do I want the midfielder spot? And then you compare Sun with the Haalands and the Salas. And the, and because you can have, I think logically, you can only have two of them. And do you pick the penalty taker in Kane or not? I mean, look at XG, right? I mean, in this table that you can see for listeners, we've got, you know, the appearances that they made, but also the sub, subs off. And the subs off is important because the five sub rule is coming on. Sun was subbed off 15 times over the season out of 35 appearances. Does that mean it'll increase if it's five subs? Maybe not. Obviously, he's already getting subbed off, so he's not one that will get impacted. But to be honest, if he's not getting the 90 minutes and then you have the penalties as well with Kane, I, I think I think the jury's out. So I think I'll end it with a maybe for Sun. And, and look who Conte signing. He, he's being linked with Richarlison, Rafinha, got linked today. You know, all these players where he's basically tired of saying, I, I can't keep relying on these players week in, week out. Kane, especially, they've relied on him for years and years and years. We're going to get onto him later on anyway. But I think there's, I, I think Son is more of a question mark than Salah. That's not saying Son is going to be bad. It's just that he's a, that he's got a few more question marks for me. Yeah. Um, Trent then next. Trent, he's probably been the greatest defensive asset we've seen in FPL in terms of longevity. Um, 8.4 million he finished. Um, the age-old thing of if he was a midfielder, you'd own him for 8.4, which I think is fair enough. He obviously sure. is on a lot of set pieces. He he scores your goal. He gets um, quite a few assists in the season as well. Fully justified. I can't see the system changing. 
So I, I think he's probably what going to come in at eight million. I, I think it's going to be just fine. I can see him doing it again, can't you? Yeah, absolutely. I mean, the guy's scoring 200 points for you. Eight million is nothing. Yeah. And people always will. This season is going to be amazing from a Liverpool point of view because people may not go for the double defense. And if, if there's a 0.5 or a 1 million difference between him and Robbo, people might just be tempted to go Robertson instead of Trent. So we'll come to Robertson as a separate discussion. But I think standalone, look at the XA data that we have here. You have basically Trent as number one at 13.0. The next highest is De Bruyne at 7.5. I mean, this is huge. The gap is huge. And he got 12 assists out of his 13 XA. He's probably one that is getting you, you know, the bulk of the clean sheets because Liverpool is a top two defense. And the guy is creating the most chances, including outfielders. So look, for me, it's a no-brainer. For me, the number one name on the team sheet is not Haaland, is not Salah. For me, it's Trent. I like it. Um, yeah, I, 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 it's really hard to, to go against that. It, it's They need to make it interesting in terms of owning... Uh, Robertson's so good as well. We'll talk about him in a minute as well. But they need to make it interesting this year in terms of the pricing because, like you just said, TA straight on the list. Eight, eight million, and he's getting you almost 200 points somewhere. I, I mean, yeah. I, I think he, there's no reason to believe he's not going to return. He's he's done it year in year out, and he's got all the all the different ways to points as well with his with his free kicks and and um, uh, the way he gets his assists and bonus points as well. So yeah, love him still. Now the most interesting one that we've come to already, and this is only fourth of the way down our list, is Jared Bowen. Absolutely incredible year last year. He, he got himself twelve goals and seventeen assists in the league, which is just. Uh, it's just ridiculous. You know, it, nobody expected that to happen. He was a very much a flash in the pan player before. You know, he'd have a few good games and then he'd completely go off the boil. But he just carried it on going. And David Moyes completely trusted him. He played in pretty much every game. Um, 6.9 million, he finished that. I don't expect him to be that price this year. But can he keep it going? Now, I think this is a really interesting question. If fixtures are nice to begin with, should we be going with, with Jared Bowen in FPL? I have, I have no answer to this until I see the fixtures. But <laughs> in your assumption that the fixtures are nice. But look, let's let's talk 38 game week. So, you know, if you're saying over the season, I have doubts over Bowen. And I'm going to be, you know, West Ham fans are not going to like it. Because look, who are they looking to sign? I think Lingard is up there in terms mm-hmm. of one of the players that they're looking to sign. You we remember what happened when Lingard was at West Ham. He basically hogged a lot of the assists and the goals. Do I see a Lingard and Bowen uh, mix up in terms of, you know, one assisting the other? I don't. Mm-hmm. I think one, both of them work with the forward. So it's Antonio or Bowen, Antonio or, or Lingard. So I think there's going to be a lot of point sharing if there's somebody like a Lingard who starts more regularly. Now, I know Ben Rama has started there. Lanzini has started there. But those guys aren't as greedy as a Lingard. So we'll mm-hmm. see. I think that would be a big signing. And if that happens... The only way I see Bowen becoming a massive asset is if he plans to basically join a top six team where he starts. So if he goes yeah. to a City, dead asset. If he goes to a Liverpool, dead asset because he's not going to you know, play over 2,000 minutes. If he joins a Man United, he could play on the right and get all the minutes and then he would be a good asset. What do you think? I, I, do you know what? I'm, I think he's going to continue but maybe not at the level he is. And I feel like the pricing is probably going to hurt him quite a lot. Um, So I feel like he is probably at the right price for his potential because he's basically really overperformed this year. And actually, if he came in at 7, 7. 7.5, I think that's perfect for him. 
um, I've got a horrible feeling it's going to be eight or something like that. And then all of a sudden you're a bit like, mm. I don't see Moyes changing things. He's basically their talisman now, isn't he? Which you look for those talisman players and teams. If Lingard signed, I think that's quite interesting because I'm wondering whether Moyes would sacrifice Bowen for Lingard being their main man like he did last time. You know, Bowen wasn't that player last time, whereas Lingard came right. in and was comfortably their best player when he was playing in terms of performance and, and uh, outcome. And I'm just wondering whether Bowen can still do it. I mean, what a differential. If you started with Bowen, he's just had an incredible season and he comes in. He was scoring against good teams as well. You know, it's not like even fixtures were, were that big of a thing for him. So I think he is the probably the most interesting person on this list, isn't he? I, I agree. And and his XG basically has underlying data supports that. He got 12 goals of an XG of 13. So he, he actually underperformed. He could have scored more. His XA, though, was way high. I mean, yeah. he had an XA of four. Uh, but he got 17 assists. Now, seven of those were fantasy assists. So basically either getting a penalty kick or getting a you know free kick assist. But ultimately, even getting 10 assists that are you know open play assists, that's a great outcome. I don't know if it's sustainable or not. So I'm a little bit bearish on Bowen. It's just because people will kind of mark him now. They know that he's the guy, if nothing mm. else changes at West Ham. So hopefully if they do so some, sign someone like Lingard, that's actually quite good for it because it, it opens up that space for him again, hopefully. Um, possibly. <laughs> uh, so we got Cancelo up next then. Um, obviously, Cancelo had an incredible season with Man City this season. Um, arguably one of the best right backs, you know, in the world up there with TAA, isn't he? And obviously he can play left back as well. It just depends where, where um, Pep wants to play him and what injuries they have. Um, didn't haul masses last year, I wouldn't say. And I think that's why you've got that price discrepancy between him and Trent which is fair enough. He's also not on the free kicks, not on the corners and things like that. Um, so for 7.2 million, which is what he finished off at, do you feel like there's any reason why Cancelo can't carry on what he's doing? For me, I'm wondering whether, can he get better? He could. He had an XG of five and scored just a single goal. Mm. But the main thing with Cancelo is he got over 3,200 minutes last season which is a big thing. I mean, City, it's all about X minutes. And that's in comparison to about 2,300 minutes in 2021 season. So it's basically he started 36 games, was never subbed off. Uh, sorry, mm. subbed off once, never came on. So he always only got a rest. That's just insane numbers for any player at City. He got the most minutes. Will he get that again? I don't know. I mean, he will, if they sign a Cucurella, for example, uh, you have Walker, Cucurella sharing the minutes. If he starts as many minutes, you expect him to beat the score. He should easily score 200 points. I think he will. And if you were going to put me in the spot, which is basically the point of this, I think he will uh, score 200 points again. But I would be really wary and watch his minutes as usual with any other City asset. See, he's one of the only people on this list who I don't think has performed or overperformed. I feel like he's underperformed. If it, yeah. I didn't own him for quite a bit last year. There was, there was a moment I didn't own him. And it's so scary not owning him because he's constantly in the box. He's constantly getting forward. And I don't know how I wasn't more punished when I didn't own him. And I just feel like he's got to have one of those seasons where he's just going to explode and he is going to get those five, six goals. And as soon as a defender does that, it, you know, their, their total obviously goes up 30, 40 points, doesn't it? And it's just a massive bump for them. And I feel like when you consider, you know, Trent is going to start at 8.5, Cancelo is going to start at seven, I would have thought. Um, seven you, and a half. Yeah, seven and a half, something like that. And you think... He's the one I feel like he's still got that upside of he could outperform his price. 100%. I mean, he 
you're getting as a baseline 19 clean sheets, assuming he starts 36 games again, right? 19 clean sheets in itself is amazing. I mean, most players don't get 19 returns mm. as midfielders. So then you add on to the fact that this guy has an XG, X, so XG involvement of about 11. So that's yeah. 30 of attacking returns or basically points that you can expect in fantasy uh, Premier League over the season. That's very, very big number. So I think he should be a shoe in regardless of fixtures as your one city asset that stays constant. Yeah. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, price line. Uh, Kevin De Bruyne are up next. Uh, obviously, they have now got Haaland up front. So, whereas De Bruyne has obviously sometimes been getting forward in games, they've now got Haaland, who is going to be that focal point up top. This, for me, this hurts him for goals. It hurts him for, for goal threat. Uh, but in terms of XA, this should help him a lot. Absolutely. I mean, he had a very bad season for actually assists. Um, he got only, uh, what is it? Uh, eight assists. Uh, eight assists this season, which is mm. terrible. I mean, he got 23 two seasons ago and last season he was injured quite a bit, still got 12. So it actually was a really poor season. But in, when we watch City, how many times do we see a Jesus missing a KDB yeah. assist? I mean, it was almost our Sterling missing Sterling, a KDB Sterling, yeah. <laughs> That's what I was thinking of. It has to be. It has to be the case. And I think with KDB, the question isn't, will he have a season like this? Because I think he's a 200-point guy. Mm -hmm. The question is just the goals will be converted into assists because 17 goals is the 15 goals is the highest he's ever got for City in a season. I don't think he gets 15, like you mentioned, Andy. But he will make it up with assists. And the question is, the dilemma we'll, we will have is, let's say they're playing a, let's see who the bogey team is, Fulham, for example, yeah. or Forest. Let's say they have that fixture. We've, we've had seasons past where people think about being Sun and Kane. Maybe we'll go KDB and Haaland for that run if City have really, really easy games. I think that's when KDB will come into it. I think for, for the moment, Haaland will be the go-to City asset and KDB will be slightly ignored in the beginning, I think. Yeah. Uh, Robertson up next. Obviously, we've already spoken about Trent. Uh, Robertson, for me, was a hero by the end of the season. You know, he, he comfortably outscored Trent and he does have it in his locker to be able to do that. It's... The, the thing that's hard with Robertson, obviously, is that he doesn't have the, the, the... Well, he does have some corners, but most of the time it's Trent taking them. Um, but Robertson, he finished off a 7.3. He's going to be priced less than Trent, which obviously gives you that bit of a, a dilemma as to which way to go. Um, do you see Robertson slowing down? He's been fairly consistent for the last couple of seasons, hasn't he? He has. Uh, my only red flag with Robertson... So the numbers, I completely agree. In fact, in 29 appearances that he had, he almost, well, he outscored what he did the season before. Granted, that was the season when Van Dijk was injured, but 186 points at 29 appearances is absolutely insane. It's better yeah. than Trent on a per appearance basis. Question mark with five subs, is he one of the guys that gets impacted? Because Simikas looks pretty good. He's a very able replacement, unlike mm -hmm. on the right. So that's my big concern with Robertson, even though he will get a nice rest over the World Cup, Scotland haven't qualified. Does he basically, you know, miss out on it, get these 55 minute subs because of this five sub rule? That's my only question mark with Robertson. Yeah. And I mean, it's worth it. It's worth talking about. Could it be good for him if he's getting subbed off after 60 minutes and he, you know, 60. banks that clean sheet? Yeah. But obviously it's, a, it's a, you're playing a dangerous game there. And it's for me, obviously, like, like I did for the last eight weeks, I own Robertson and not Trent. 
it was lovely because it went really well. But if you choose to own Robertson over Trent, don't watch Liverpool games. <laughs> because Robertson, yes, does get forward, but Trent is the danger. He really is all game, every game. I can see a lot of people switching Trent to Robertson around the World Cup because Robertson yeah. will obviously miss out. And Robertson is going to always be that dilemma of the third Liverpool slot, which, yeah. you know, now we have more options like Diaz and Jota and uh, Nunes. I've missed the main man, haven't I? I completely missed him. I missed Harry Kane in the middle there between De Bruyne and Robertson. Um, Harry Kane, I mean, what hasn't been said about him over the last couple of seasons, you know, he knows how to score goals. Every manager that comes in knows his worth um, and Conte is no different. Overshadowed by Son last year. Will he continue to be overshadowed? Obviously, he, he has penalties. We're, we've all been saying that for weeks and weeks and weeks, but Son has just continued to outshine him. So what do you think? I think if the exam question is, does he match this season? 100% Kane matches this season. I mean, he got only 192 points. I say only because Kane got 240 points the season before. Mm. So 192 points for his output. I think he was fantastic. He'll continue to be fantastic in any system, whether it's Perisic who's getting the assists, whether he's assisting the Kulisevskis or the Suns, he will get points from various means and he should easily get a 200-point season. The question is, how many will actually own him in that 200-point season? Because we don't have all the money in the world, right? I mean, that's the big issue. He's he's going to be the forgotten man. I'm saying it now. It, people aren't going to be able to afford him um, because pretty much everybody's going to be going for Haaland and Kane's going to be forgotten because you're going to go for Sane in the middle. We took Sane, um, Son in the middle. We spoke about this last week. Um, for me, I, I, I don't see any reason why... The team is only going to get better uh, and they're improving in midfield. They're improving in, in ways of creating chances for Kane and scoring goals around Kane as well, which is only going to make Kane better. So I I see him getting somewhere between 190 and 240 points next season. Um, but like Absolutely. I said, I don't think many of us are going to get his points unless they have nice fixtures. Um, yeah. Van Dijk's next. We've already spoken about Robertson, already spoken about Trent. Is Van Dijk the forgotten man in terms of He's always up there, but nobody ever owns him because the upside isn't there, is it? I think FPL need to price him better. I think mm. there needs to be a 1.5 million gap. You know, remember like Laporte and Cancelo. Mm. Like Laporte was 7.5, Cancelo had reached even 7.5 at a point. And 2 million really people said that, look, this outlay is not worth the, the attacking return. Mm. So I think Van Dijk still gets attacking returns. Um, you know, he has decent numbers. He got three goals, three assists. But... It's not enough for me to pay, you know, I'd, I'd always, always pay that 0.5 more for a Robertson. That's the main issue here. And now that we have more options at Liverpool, he's going to go further down the pecking order in terms of, you know, is he going to be the go-to guy? So I have my doubts whether he meets the threshold of 183 points. He very well could because 18 clean sheets is very much achievable by Liverpool again. So is he a good option? Sure. Are we going to own him? Probably not. Yeah. Um, and it is it is all about that price. I, there is no reason to believe Liverpool can't keep as many clean sheets as they have done the last couple of seasons because them and City are just so far above and in their possession and everything. So there's no reason to believe that. But the upside just isn't there. But uh, there's no reason to believe he can't score just as well. It would be interesting if they made him like six million. I think that would be or 5.5 million. That would be very interesting. Five from perfect six would be perfect. actually. Yeah. Um, Mane's next obviously he's not going to be in the league anymore uh, and then we've got our two wild cards at the bottom there is a reason this isn't a top 10 stream this is a top 12 stream and that's because we needed to put some really interesting players in here so Madison was next which surprised me actually I was really surprised yeah. he was as high as he was um, 181 points last year comfortably one of his best seasons um, didn't play an awful lot towards the end because of injury and because they had so many games as well but 
if he is priced around 7 million, he's going to be an interesting one to look at. Leicester, they're proven in the league. They do like attacking. They know how to play attacking football as well. None of Reggie Rogers. They've still got the same manager next year. No reason to believe he can't be a key cog and do really well again next year, is there? 100%. I mean, he's the guy. Leicester aren't in Europe. Madison is not is at the periphery of the England squad. Maybe he makes it for the World Cup, but he's not going to be playing or flogged during the World Cup. So this guy's going to be rested. He's going to start pretty much every game because he'll want to prove himself for the World Cup as well. He plays in both the systems. So, so Leicester play the five at the back or the or the four at the back. In both of them, basically, he has a role, whether it's number 10 just behind or, or off the left. So look, he's he's up for a big season. I hope, I hope that FPL don't overprice him. Because, you know, people might sort of tend to pick a Saka or a Sancho or somebody saying, you know, he's their top six player. Maybe that team has a better chance of winning. But I think Leicester are a good shout for a top eight this season. So there's no reason why Madison shouldn't be picked over a Saka or a Sancho or Foden, Kulusevsky. I think these are all very similarly priced, similar potential kind of players. I think Madison has a good shout to be ahead of those guys if they have good fixtures. See, I'm going to stick my neck out now. You're ready. I think mm-hmm. Leicester are going to struggle next year. Um, okay. I, I feel like there's a lot of teams that are improving uh, and I'm I'm struggling to see their improvement at the moment. I feel like Madison is wanted away for quite a while. And I think he's, I mean, there's even, he could could leave this year. You never know. Um, I feel like they still haven't replaced Vardy. I don't think Ian Acho or Dakar have really done that at all. Um, I feel like Brendan Rodgers has struggled at times when things have been getting a little bit tough. Um and I, I feel like they're going to struggle a bit. So I think uh, it's going to be, I, I don't see him reaching 150 points. I, I feel like he's going to struggle to get to there. Personally, I could be wrong. Fair enough. If and they injuries lose, injuries they lose, are there as well. So yeah, yeah, yeah. If they lose Tillemans as well, that's a big blow mm, if they don't yeah. replace him. So I hear you. I hear you. It's yeah. a, He could really work or he could completely flop and we, we forget about him. I, I, I get that. And yeah. uh, it's a it's a difficult top eight this year, man. I mean, yeah, it is. It is exactly teams in the in, in the league. So I, I yeah, it's very possible. Mm. Uh, and last one, my boy Saka absolutely loved owning him this year. 179 points, which is comfortably, I mean, he took a massive step up this year. He's become Arsenal's talisman. Um, obviously, it's very interesting the fact, you know, they had Martinelli, Smith Rowe, and Ketcher, all those kind of players all rotating. But Saka was that mainstay. He played 36 times and two as subs. So he basically appeared in every single game last year. Um, he looked shattered by the end, but with a, you know, pretty clean summer, hopefully, there's no reason to believe he shouldn't hit the ground running. He could. I'm, I'm more bearish on this one than, than you. So basically we flip uh, like the Madison thing. Look, yeah. I just think Arsenal are a young team. They'll probably go for the Europa League, so they'll be stronger. I don't think Arteta can afford just having a B team in the Europa League mm-hmm. like some of the other teams do. So I think if, if you if you think that soccer is a main part of their team, you will see reduced minutes. So it's basically flipped as what Leicester were doing last year with mm-hmm. Europe you may see Arsenal do that. And they have a lot of options. He may or may not be on pens. We don't know. He was subbed off 20 times in this list. Easily the highest in terms of the person who was subbed off. 11 goals is fine. Nine assists is fine. But if they price him up to an eight, eight and a half, I don't think he'll he'll be as pivotal in our teams. 180 points is a lot. I mean, he needs to really, the season before he got 114 points. I know he played at left back in some of them, but... 160, 170 is more like what I see for Saka. Yeah, and it, 
he takes the corners on the right, I think, doesn't he? Um, which which I think is all he does. But it's, and it's a bit of a shame for that. He did take a few penalties towards the end. We don't know who's going to be on pens, do we? Because obviously Lacazette's now out. And Saka yeah. took a few, but Martinelli did take one towards the end as well. So that's a little bit up in the air at the moment. If he is confirmed to be on pens, I think that does bump him up quite a bit. Absolutely. But I think they'll sign a striker and that striker mm. will be some greedy player who wants pens. Uh, Jesus sounds like... Yeah, does Jesus take it. pens? Nobody at City takes pens. Yeah, I don't know. I was going to say. <laughs> <laughs> so that'll be uh, interesting. If obviously if, if Jesus does come in and he fancies being that pen taker, then yeah, I think Saka could struggle a little bit to to maybe replicate the 180. But you know, talisman for Arsenal with the fixtures are nice, not bad. Yeah, 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 yeah. No, fair enough. I think there's just the Thursday Sundays. I I just think it's a young squad that they'd struggle. Arsenal, I'm generally bearish on their chances. Definitely not top four, but it's top six team. So. Yeah, lovely stuff. Um, we didn't do too bad. Twenty-seven minutes. We, we did okay <laughs> to get through twelve players. I think we've done all right. Um, thank you very much for everybody in the chat that's joined us. Um, sorry we couldn't talk too much in the chat. Literally, we had to keep it all on the screen as much as possible. Um, Praz, thank you for joining us this evening. Hope you enjoyed it. Yeah, pleasure. Yeah, I mean, you have. You, I have this timer in front of me, so I think we did okay. But uh, <laughs> yeah, it's 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 good talking about these guys and doing this early without kind of clouding the judgment with prices is is really good. So it, I enjoyed that, it. do you know what that's massive actually not having fixtures and not having prices sometimes makes you just think about the player which is quite nice um yeah. also as well if ever you want to you know chat to me or praz uh, on twitter drop us a question and we're more than happy to answer it there as well um yeah, and right. one, one last thing sorry andy if people want to check out this table it's on the members area if you just filter into stats tables and you filter with my name Pras, uh, you'll find this stats table but otherwise screenshot it or whatever yeah, lovely stuff. Um, we will see you again next week. We will be here again next week with a different topic, which we'll tell you a little bit more about as the week goes on. So thank you very much and enjoy the rest of your week. Bye-bye. Bye. -bye. Bye.